of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Cavs Audioverse, it's Tootsie Tim Alcorn. What's up, Toots? Houston, we have a problem if you're doing chair dancing back there in Canton, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Kenny, I want to lead off with the first question in this interview, all right? May I? It's all you. Got Tim Alcorn, in the last week, who's worse at closing out games, the Cavaliers or the Buffalo Bills? Oh, come on now. Wow, that's, that's a way to make friends. Hey, you know, with the Bills, I really, I just think, and I'm not taking anything away from the Bengals. Listen, they're in the AFC Championship game for the second year in a row. I just think the Bills were spent. I just think they were emotionally spent. You can kind of see it. They just didn't have any fire, and things, things just never, they, and Cincinnati dominated the game. They did. They really did dominate the game, and so uh, it is the Bengals moving on to take on. How about this? This is what they're calling. Hold on. The Bengals are taking on the Chiefs in Burrowhead Stadium. They're calling it Burrowhead Stadium because he owns the Chiefs. That's their excuse. What's ours? Tim? Are you asking me or Yeah. No, I'm asking you. Hey, listen, there's other things on my mind as far as uh, what's happening aside from the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, I tell you, give Cincinnati credit, guys. They have built a powerful football team down there, and Burrow is an elite quarterback. Yeah, all right. So let's do this, Timmy. Um, Mike, first question to you is, how come they didn't call two fouls when Donovan Mitchell drove to the basket? He got whacked. Twice, and there were no calls, Tim Alcorn. And then they come out and tell us in the final two minutes, yeah, there should have been two fouls called when Donovan Mitchell drove to the basket. Well, I am not a big fan of the final two-minute report. I just can't stand it. What, what, what's the point of it? Tell me mm-hmm. what the point of the final two-minute report is. You come out and you say, okay, we blew it. We should have made a call there. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people saw that. We knew it before the final two-minute report. And it has zero impact. So I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish with that final two-minute report except to say, well, yeah, we know we blow some calls, so we'll, we'll fess up to them. But it has zero impact. I mean, what's, what's the point of going through all that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you, Tim. I, I understand on that. It now. almost <laughs> seems as though at times when you're watching those games, there could have been a call made at the other end and they didn't. Do you believe in makeup calls, Tim? Oh, I've talked to so many officials about this, and they'll tell you it never happens, but it seems very coincidental that it does mm-hmm. <laughs> It say. does seem to take shape that when there's a bad call made at one end, uh, within a reasonably short period of time, there seems to be a very quick call at the other end. So officials swear it doesn't happen. They tell you they've got so many things going on, they don't worry about it. But, man, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, if I'm J.B. Bickerstaff tonight, whoever the officials are tonight, hey, guys, you owe us two. You, you told us that by releasing that two-minute report. You owe us two tonight. So I'm just going to remind you that now, maybe a little bit later on in this game, uh, should it come down to the fourth quarter. Hopefully it doesn't. 
where this team has to find a way to win down the stretch. Timmy, has JB alluded to why they struggle, it seems like, to close out games or come up with a, a good shot at the end of regulation or no? Yeah, he hasn't really dug deep into that. Obviously, it's an issue, uh, especially on the road, and this team has to figure out how to win some games on the road because as great as they are at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, as tight as this Eastern Conference race is, you're going to need some road wins uh, to stay out of that play-in tournament, which I think is the Cavaliers' ultimate goal. So, uh, no, he hasn't really dug into this is why it's happening or this is why this hasn't happened the way we want it to, uh, but it's something they need to solve. There's no doubt about it. Tim, when we look at last season and compare it to this season, we're 49 games in right now. We're not seeing as many devastating injuries as we did last year, although we're seeing guys come off the IR. Ricky Rubio, Dean Wade. How does that affect J.B. Bickerstaff's rotation right now? And how long do you think it's going to take him before he really settles in on a rotation that he truly likes? I'm chuckling because I asked J.B. literally that exact same question uh, after practice yesterday. Tonight being game number 50. Mm -hmm. And it's really taken 50 games for the Cavs to have the full roster that they were envisioning at the start of the season now they knew ricky was going to be a while so but they finally have ricky back you've got dean wade back uh hopefully this situation with donovan isn't going to linger but you you've got the roster so 50 games in is when it finally happened how much longer will it take and i asked donovan or excuse me i asked jb JB, do you have a timeline in in place? And he said, no, not really, because the games come so quickly. You don't really have a lot of time to work on things in practice. You have to do it on the fly in game situations. And he used the term bumpy. Uh, it's going to be bumpy until they figure out those combinations and those rotations. But, yeah, with game 50 being tonight, uh, it's flying by. And uh, once you get to the all-star break, then it really becomes a sprint to the finish. Tim, do we know, and we're talking with Tim Alcorn, Cavs radio play-by-play voice here on WHBC. Follow him on Twitter at Cavs Alcorn. Do we know a Mitchell status for tonight? Is he officially out? Is it a game-time decision? What, what do you know at this point? I think it's, uh, it's a game-time decision. Uh, he's listed as questionable. Uh, more often than not throughout the year when the Cavs have had somebody listed as questionable, he does not play. And uh, with this being a back-to-back, uh, he may sit out tonight and they'll hopefully get him back tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not saying he's not going to play tonight, but right. he is listed as questionable. So the same for Kevin Love, who now is listed as questionable with back spasms? Again, same situation. Uh, If those don't settle down, uh, you know, by game time, then they would hold him out. So, again, Houston is a team that certainly you don't want to pencil one in as a win. We've already learned that lesson against Golden State. But uh, a Rocket team that is really struggling and with Oklahoma City looming tomorrow night, the tougher, again, on paper, of the two back-to-backs, you would hopefully be able to sit those guys tonight and get them back for the Thunder. Okay, how about this, guys? Last year, at this point, 49 games into the season, the Cavaliers were 30-19. and 19. This year, they're 29-20. and 20. Hmm. After 50 games, 30-20, and 20. Cavs win tonight, they're 30-20. and 20. They'd have the identical record after 50 games that they did a year ago. With that stat thrown out there, Tim, are they a better team this year, should they get to 30-20, and 20, than they were last year, in your opinion, since you've called the games? I believe so. And I think this is a team that's built 
for a big second half run. Well, we're past the halfway point, but a, a big back half of the schedule type of finish. Uh, so if they were 30 and 20 last year, that means they only won 14 games down the stretch. Uh, I would see this team winning more than 14 games. Now, I don't know what that exact number is going to be, but uh, certainly with a healthy Ricky Rubio, Dean Wade works his way back into the lineup. You put in Donovan Mitchell uh, as far as having him as your big gun in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think they're a better team than they were last year. Absolutely no doubt about it. Tim, Kobe Altman feeling any pressure right now. Everybody looks at this team, they say, okay, if there's a weakness, it's our second unit. Last year, second unit seemed to be pulling this team along. It's not the case this year. Shooting is down. We can't figure out the rotation. Maybe it's game plan. Maybe it's all of the above. Do you think Kobe Altman tries to make a deal before the trade deadline? Well, I don't know if I would use the word pressure, JT. I think he's always looking to make the club better, and some of the things that you pointed out are areas where there could be improvement. Uh, and the bench play has been a disappointment as of late. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's sending texts and taking phone calls and making phone calls. But, you know, we talked about this last year. It always takes two to tango. You hear the names that are out there, but what's being asked for them and so forth. So uh, I don't know if Kobe feels a pressure to make a deal, but I certainly think uh, if there's a way he can upgrade this team, keep in mind, not a lot of draft capital there because it went out to Utah in the Donovan Mitchell trade. So You'd have to get creative or perhaps a multi-team trade, but uh, I'm sure he's always looking to upgrade. That's part of being the, the president of basketball operations, but I don't know if he feels a, a, a pressure or a real strong need to make that deal. Tim Alcorn is our guest. Happy to have him with us, the radio voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers right here on WHBC and all along the Cleveland Cavaliers audio verse. Follow him on Twitter at Cavs Alcorn. Uh, and Tim, tonight against Houston, and you brought up a great point, and, and that is, yeah, they're the worst team in the NBA percentage-wise, but you had the Warriors at home without their four starters, and you blew that game. Do you think that has finally settled in and, and reached, uh, you know, the, the brains of every player on that team that, yeah, we may be one of the upstart teams, but we're still not uh, good enough where we can just show up, uh, roll out the basketballs, and beat these teams that uh, we're supposed to beat? Do you think they will not take this team lightly tonight? I certainly hope that's the case, Kenny, and, and hopefully they learned that lesson last Friday night. Uh, that may have been the low point of the season, so... Uh, it's a Houston team that's unbelievably young. Uh, at the beginning of the year, they had nine guys that were 21 or younger on this basketball team. So, as you said, worst record in the NBA. You just want to come out and jump on them early. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, they blew a 19-point lead to Washington last night. So, you hope that you can bury them early and, and kind of sit your guys down and get ready for Oklahoma City tomorrow night so yes let's hope they learn their lesson uh, in that golden state game don't let teams hang around yeah that that's they've got to find a way to play from in front too tim uh and i love you and uh, uh chonesy calling the games and everything and you, you guys get all excited because they're coming back from 15 down and 10 down and it is exciting but you know what's even more exciting being up by 10 or 15 points going into the fourth quarter <laughs> No, you're exactly right about that. Uh, it, it certainly it puts the guys at ease. Uh, JT used the word pressure earlier in talking about Kobe, and, uh, but there is pressure from coming from behind because it makes that 
much more uh, significance to every possession coming down the stretch. So, yeah, let's just hope we can jump on these guys and and put them away early and uh, get on the plane and head up to OKC. Yeah, don't count on it, though, Tim. I have a feeling I'll be listening to you tonight, and it's going to come down to that final possession where somebody has to make a basket. I really hope not, Kenny. <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's right. probably accurate. That's all I'll say on that. And we're going to get a pow from Tim Elkhorn late in the game hey, when Tim. they go to Mobley or somebody. Tim, you haven't whacked anybody for us yet this season either, by the way. <laughs> oh, come on now. I haven't thrown that in there nope. once. No, I don't think nope. so. No, not since I've been listening. I try and listen as mm-hmm. much as I can. So, you know, uh, and I thought the other night I almost texted you and said, come on, where's the whack <laughs> on right. Donovan Mitchell the other night, man? <laughs> well, he got whacked. There's no doubt about that. So, um, all right, we'll see if we can squeeze one of those in here in the next couple of games before we talk again. Let them know, babe. Let them know, babe. All right, you just got to let them know about him getting whacked late in the game, okay? I'll see what I can do about that. You're, oh, you're all over best. it. You're all over it, Kenny. Yes, yeah. You're all over that, babe. You got that, Timmy. You got it. All right, let's go. All right, Timmy, we always appreciate the time. We have fun with you whenever you're on with us. Have a great call tonight. We'll all be listening, and hopefully you'll be calling a Cavs victory on the road tonight at Houston. Hey, no better way to spend an afternoon than with the best pick-and-roll combo in Canton. Always appreciate the time, guys. There he is, the radio voice of your Cleveland. Pow! Tim Alcorn <laughs> joining us right here on the Kenny and JT Show.